Blog Talk Radio. Numerology is a system of ancient codes found in our birth information that gives insight to the lessons we each must learn in this lifetime. Elizabeth Summers is a medium and esoteric numerologer offering her knowledge of ancient wisdoms to help fellow travelers towards a more enlightened and peaceful path. Join her now for the magical world of numbers. Everyone, and thanks so much for coming to visit with me this evening in the magical world of numbers. You know I love visiting with you. And today we had a beautiful snowfall. I know those clients, those listeners on the East Coast don't want to hear about a beautiful snowfall. But today in Colorado where I live, we had a beautiful, silent sweet, gentle snowfall that made everything look white and pure. And I was just a happy camper because I love snow. Now, do I like 60 inches of it? Not too sure. But today was a great day here in my hometown in Colorado. And so thanks so much for visiting with me. Hopefully you're listening to me in a cozy place with your feet propped up and a little bit of tea or bubbly or hot chocolate or something and just listening. You know, it's so exciting. I'm able to see all the statistics of how many folks download and listen to my radio show and it keeps growing and growing and growing. I feel like such a proud mama, but can I say my baby's growing to be a big, big, big boy and girl. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to my work. Know that I'm here for you. Go to my website, ElizabethSummers.com, Magical World of Numbers. I'm writing on my blog. I write in articles. Today, it was so exciting, I got a, a call from Saudi Arabia of someone who has been listening to my radio shows on my YouTube channel. Uh, Elizabeth Summers uh, uh, over on YouTube. I said, praise the Lord. I'm getting international more and more. Germany was last week. The week before that was the United Kingdom. We are like all over the place, my precious people who are listening, who are hearing. And it really motivates me to be more and more and more of service to you, sharing with you what I know. I can only share with you what I know, technically and experientially. That's what I do in the magical world of numbers. Numbers have no power. They are codes. They are codes of information. They are a language called numerolinguistics that I translate from your full birth certificate name, month and year of birth. That's all I need from my people. That's it. And so, therefore, know that I am also a spiritual counselor. 
that I bring into the work that I do. I'm a medium. I, you know, to put it bluntly, I talk to dead people that are relatives of whomever I am connecting. And I also am a psychic intuitive. That sometimes people just have like one question or two questions in their life that they want to just have a little bit of answers for. All of that, I do that. And that's all found on my website, The Magical World of Numbers or ElizabethSummers.com. And so tonight, we're going to talk about an issue that is pretty powerful that is pretty significant to a lot of people's lives. It is an issue that I personally have had to deal with in my growth spiritually. And it's very interesting for the last several weeks, many of my clients, both numerology clients and medium clients, have had this issue arrive in their life that they have to deal with. And so I thought, okay, fine. I want to talk to you about this. I want to share with you some insight as to how you might really move through some issues in your life to make your life happier, to be more in peace, to be more content. Because Mother, Father, God, who brought us as souls, gave us an opportunity as souls to come into yet again another lifetime is not harsh. It is loving and nurturing and caring and supportive. And it's saying, yes, let's straighten up a couple issues. Let's straighten up a couple issues and get on with your life. Because I have allowed you to come into human form to have a life of contentment and peace and joy in connection with Mother, Father, God that is all loving and nurturing and caring. But some of us get in our own way. And we're going to try to eradicate some of that tonight. Before I get into... The topic of number nine, numerology, because you know I combine numerology, astrology, tarot, package it all together in the work that I do. I want to talk to you about this Mercury retrograde that we are halfway through. The test of patience in life, thank you very much. And so for the last two weeks, I've been talking to you about its influence in various aspects of our lives. Mercury is the planet of energy, of communication, of appliances and computers and electronics and whatever. And this entire Mercury retrograde Retrograde means it appears to us that it's going backwards, but no planet goes backwards. But it's like a stall. It's it's as though your car is in stall. You can't get it into gear to get it to go through the stoplight 
it's sitting at the stoplight and it's just purring away for you. That's what a mercury retrograde is. And it's as aggravating as you know what. And so it requires patience. My computer is requiring patience. I keep my fingers crossed as I do all the computer work to turn on my radio show with you and I just say a little prayer. I've always told you, Archangel Michael is in charge of computers. And I pray to Archangel Michael, please let all the technical that I have to do work so that I can talk to my listeners. Tonight we're going to talk about Mercury Retrograde, Hello, and Romance. Now, isn't that just kind of the most appropriate thing to talk about in the month of February when everyone's all hyped up about Valentine's Day and romance and partners and whatever, whatever, whatever. While I'm on that subject, starting the 6th of February, I'm running a very special for readings. It's only going to be for a week. It's my Valentine's special for you that have a six-month reading, for me at such a price. What can I say? And I will load you up with information. The sixth, go to Magical World of Numbers. Go to ElizabethSummers.com. So we're going to talk about, all right, okay, fine, Mercury Retrograde connected to Romance situations. Remember, screw up in communication. Screw up in all sorts of technical. Screw up. Uh, the major word is, is like screw up. What can I say? So when Mercury grows retrograde, it's really not going backwards. I like to use the word stall. It's just in a stall. It takes a little nap. What can I say? And it's not charging ahead. So what you want to do, romance-wise, when it comes to a Mercury retrograde, is I want you to kind of reassert your vows to your loved ones. Now, if you have no loved ones, don't get all maudlin about the whole situation that I'm talking about here. We don't all have loved ones, me included. Actually, what can I say? So if you are in a positive relationship, I want you to reassert your vows, and I want you to show your devotion to your loved one and whomever you're married to in your married life. Let's hype this thing up a little bit. Let's, like, look at. I want you to think back what it was about that partner that made you fall in love with that person in the first place. Go there. Some of us get all caught up in reality and the kids and the money and the, which is the worst thing in the world for romance, and and life, and we forget. Hello, what was it about that person that I fell in love with in the first place? Go there, go there, but don't make any new moves. Just kind of remember, regenerate, re, re, re. 
I want you to take time to maybe things may not be so spiffy doodle in that relationship that you're in. So let's mend some fences. Again, go back. What is it that you fell in love with in the first place? And get past old resentments, which we're really going to talk about tonight, and try to make amends. Try to say, okay, I get this. I'm sorry I did this, which requires humility. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you vulnerable. It is a power thing that says, I have power. I looked at my life. I didn't do such a hot job. Let's make amends. What can we do? Men like to fix things. Women like to be heard. All they want to say to a man is, Just listen to me. Let me vent. Let me talk. Let me whatever. So you men who are listening to me, shut up. Sit down. Let them run their mouths. Let them talk. Let them say how they feel about situations. Let it roll. You don't have to fix it. Sometimes by absolute absolutely verbalizing feelings, notions, and whatever, they come to their own conclusions. They honestly don't kind of need you sometimes. Listen, listen, listen. In one of my previous shows, I talked about being an empathetic listener. Listen. And then both of you can come to your conclusion. By all means, have patience. Hello. Not one of my big virtues I've had to work on in this lifetime. Patience. It's connected to the number five. We have to learn patience. It is my life lesson. And if there's a previous breakup in your relationships, maybe now's the time to kind of extend an olive branch. We're going to be talking about forgiveness tonight. Maybe also, hello, it might be a time during this Mercury retrograde to rekindle your last flame. Look for maybe a lost love. I have intuitively been thinking about, no, some of my past loves. Not affairs, loves. And they've been bebopping into my life, and I've enjoying my thinking about my times with them way back when. But it is lovely. It's lovely. Now, some things, folks, you do not want to do, and hello, take it from Elizabeth, personal experience. At all costs, do not get married during a Mercury retrograde. Or what is called a void of course. Now, this is something that is very rarely spoken about on shows, on on other people's shows, on in astrology reports or whatever. And I can help you with this. But a void of course is like a time when the moon moves from one energy to one sign to another sign. It's kind of sort of like not exactly a black hole. It's a black space of dead energy. Well, you don't want to get married in a dead energy, astrologically, hello, and you don't want to get married during a Mercury retrograde. I don't think things are going to go spiffy-doodle if you do. Don't pursue a new love route. 
I mean, we're not going to get into Match.com. We're not going to do eHarmony. We're not going to hello, how are you, or someone thinks and sends you an email that they tell you that you're fabulous, you're beautiful, you're whatever. Forget it. Hit delete big time. Don't try to break up with a loved one during a Mercury retrograde. Chill out. Chill out. Let it ride. Let it ride. And divorce proceedings have to be strictly avoided during a Mercury retrograde. Because mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially, wacko. Do not, do not. Don't start it up. If papers come in, I want you to wait until after February 11th, 2015, and I am encouraging you to wait at least seven days longer because there's what's it's a mopping up period, for want of a better word. After February 11th, where, okay, Mercury goes to the point where it originally went backwards in January 2025th. Now, at February 11th, it's at its point where it started the whole activity. But there's a little bit of residual mopping up. So I think the end of February, for any kind of agreements, any kind of signing papers, any kind of, any kind of, any kind of, please, just to be safe. After the February 11th, okay, fine, to some degree. But the longer you can wait towards the end of February, which is our shortest month, the better it is. And so know that, bottom line, don't go out on a first date during a Mercury retrograde. Now, I saw, I know from talking to my clients that they would love to have a first date. I mean, it's been a while since they've had a first date. Hello. All right. Okay, fine. Give it a shot, but don't get your hopes up. Let it ride. Let it ride. Until we get through this kind of informational time. Because Mercury is the planet of communication. And that's exactly what can get a little patty wampus during a Mercury retrograde. And so <clears throat> now you have your homework romantically. Fix up what you can fix up. Don't start anything new. And by all means, be patient, which is what I am diligently working on. We are in a full moon right now as we speak, February 3rd, 4th, 5th, the further we get away from February 3rd, the more the full moon energy weakens. We're going to talk a little astrology here. And so a full moon always is about things coming to a head. Hello. I always call it the house cleaning vibration. It is about putting things in order. It's about, I'm letting go of this. This is going to goodwill. This is what I, 
we have a whole energy of full moon that says bringing it up, letting go, I'm done with this, thank you very much. And it's in the sign of Leo, which is nice. This is a nice full moon, actually. But Leo is a fire sign, but it's a nice energy. Uh, this full moon, not all full moons are spiffy doodle. This one's okay, but I want you to sit and be quiet and think of what needs to be let go of, which absolutely fits into tonight's visit with you. And it's an energy that is saying to you, let go for Pete's sake. Clean out your closet. Get in the garage. Get in your life. Finish, finish, finish what needs to be finished. Let go. We are under full moon energy. Full moon energy goes, in general, about two weeks. But the farther away that you will get from February 3rd, where it's most intense now, energetically, it begins to weaken. And then we get closer and closer, hello, to new moon energy that says, I cleaned out the garages of my life. Now I'm ready to go shopping under the new moon that will come along here. So let's get to tonight's topic. The reason that I have decided to chat with you about the number nine, forgiveness, victim, or victor, is because recently I've had a rash of clients, both numerologically and even more so as a medium, where in talking to clients who've come in for readings, numerology readings, prior to those numerology readings, their loved ones from spirit have bebopped into my office. This happens more than I can tell you. <clears throat> and sometimes it's, it's life-changing for my clients that I'm actually here to do a numerology reading for. Wind up initially doing a medium. I don't plan it that way, and it doesn't happen all the time. But it seems as though there's been a little rash of loved ones from spirit who have come in to my numerology clients to say hello, to ask for forgiveness, to ask for understanding. And I want to share with you as a medium initially that when a soul leaves the human experience and goes back into spirit, it looks back over its human lifetime and it feels, it perceives, it understands what the other person felt experience when it, with its behaviors, 
imposed it upon that person. Nasty, nasty, nasty behavior. It imposed upon a child. It imposed upon a wife. It imposed upon whomever. When a soul is in spirit, it goes through a judgmental of its own self. Mother, Father, God doesn't judge. All that scary stuff is control issue by organized religions in order to get you to do what they want you to do. When a soul goes into spirit, it judges you and I. You and I will look at our own lives and we'll see what we did really, like really, really good. little gold star on our forehead. And we'll see also where maybe we didn't do such a hot job. Well, this is what's coming through recently. Where souls who maybe felt that in their interaction with their children, with their wives, with their loved ones, they didn't do such a hot job, are coming through asking for forgiveness. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I see it now. Please, let Go of your anger towards me. Let go. Forgive me. So that I, in the spirit world, can move on in my own soul's growth. Because as long as you, human, hold on with your resentment, and your anger and your intolerance and your judgmentalism towards the behavior that I as a human vent upon you, I cannot move on in my spiritual growth and neither can you. And neither can you, human. Neither can you, my son, Neither can you, my wife. Neither can you, my daughter. Neither can you, my loved one. You can't go anywhere either. It is important for every soul who is listening to me to understand that prior to birth, this is a metaphysical teaching, every soul goes to what is called its karmic group, they're best buds. Best buds. They're souls that you have been in previous incarnations with. You've interacted with them. You know them, they know you, whatever. You go to them and you tell them every soul creates its own platform, creates its own novel, creates its own lesson to learn. Every single soul with its free will, because Mother, Father, God does not interfere with free will. They'll say, don't do that, don't do that. Well, well, but we're going to do it anyway. We're going to jump off a cliff without a bungee cord anyway. Okay, fine. Every soul prior to incarnation looks back over previous incarnations and decides with its free will what needs to be improved upon, 
what it needs to work on in order for number one reason only, its spiritual evolution. Does it need to learn freedom, proper use of freedom? Does it need to learn forgiveness? Does it need to learn spiritual empowerment? Does it need to learn emotional empowerment? These are all things that I point out to my clients who come for readings. I can help you figure this out, folks. And we go to our karmic group and we ask this one, this one, this one, this one to come into our lives to behave a certain way for our benefit so that we can improve upon ourselves. Well, they're at it. They'll do their own improvement, too. You know, it's not a one-way street. I want you to understand that every soul chooses its parents. It chooses the major players in your life. You choose them and tell them and ask them by soul contract to behave in a certain way so that you can improve. You can learn emotional empowerment by taking your power back from abusive situations. That you can learn to forgive and to let go and to get over your big self. You know, I listen to some of my folks that are going on and on and on and on and saying, how could they do that to me and me? And how could they throw me into the trash pot? And how could they abuse me? And it's me, and it's me, and it's me, and it's me. And it's like, yeah. And your point is, it is you. Get over yourself. And what did you learn from taking your power back from that situation? You learned that you have value. You are not a victim. You are not someone to be walked all over like a doormat. You are not someone who is to be manipulated and used and abused. You have value. And they helped you learn that. So if you had a mother who was just a flat-out brat, abusive, cruel, vindictive, if you had a father who was lecherous, who was a coward, who was cruel, who abandoned you, What'd you do with all that? Are you still carrying all that around? When I think of forgiveness, and forgiveness is the number seven, is the number nine on one hand. When uh, I, I look at charts, some people, you should have about three or four letters in a birth name that equate to the letter I and the letter R. Those equate to the number nine. And when people don't have enough of those number nines, they're here to learn. Unconditional love and acceptance. 
They're here to learn forgiveness. They're here to learn for letting go. When people have more than four of those letters, I's and R's in their birth name, these are control people. I want what I want when I want it. It's going to be my way. So forgiveness is simply, bottom line, a choice. It's just a choice. I often see the metaphor, which is on television now, running on on television now, a commercial, and I see it all the time, and I always, when I see it, I think of of forgiveness because it's what it's like energetically. We've all seen those commercials for the, I don't know, the product, where the person can't breathe. They can't breathe. And it's like they have an elephant sitting on their chest. A lack of forgiveness. It's like an elephant sitting on your energy field. You can't breathe. Your ego is so hung up on the bitter feelings that you have towards this person, that person, that person. That energetically, you can't breathe. You are heavy. And I'm saying to you, knock it off. Those souls that are in spirit are no longer connected to their human lifetime. They are dealing with their own choices, free will choices that they made, they know they have to rectify. In spirit, there are teachers and guides that are helping them. And while they are attempting, properly so, to spiritually improve upon themselves, we humans with our egos are thumping around like an elephant. How could he do that to me? How could this? How could that? How could that? No. Snap out of it. You are the only one that is suffering. That'll give a hoot and a holler and a diddly squat. You are destroying yourself because you will not let go. You will not let go. You don't wear your baby shoes anymore. What are you walking around with cramped toes in a little size three or four metaphorical shoe of experiences that are 5, 10, 20, 25 years of age, that my father abandoned me, he didn't take care of the family, my mother was cruel, she, my husband did this, my son did that. Snap out of it. Everybody has a game plan. And you need to own up to the fact that you as a soul prior to birth asked them to come into your life in certain chapters of your life to behave in certain ways for you to learn 
something about yourself. You know, you think you're spiffy doodle, but we got a couple warts that we got to deal with, some of us. In esoteric numerology, there are four nasties, four karmic codes that show up in the chart. Not everybody's chart, some people's charts. And they have to do with power. They have to do with relationships. They have to do with betrayals. And they have to do with drugs, sex, alcohol, manipulation, whatever. And I can see them in a chart. And I tell people, here it is. This is why this is happening. This is what you do about it. What you do with the information I share with you is on you. I don't own it. In fact, I actually forgot it. Or I'd be in a mental institution, remembering everybody's issues. And so I'm saying to you, get over your big self. A lack of forgiveness is an ego trip. You are playing the victim. You are playing a victim that will not accept the fact that in some way, and this is a very hard metaphysical fact for some of my clients to own. you got to own it. And humility, it takes humility for a person to own it. It's not about being right or wrong. It's about saying, I have a free will. I mean, we don't always choose the best shoes to wear when we go hiking. Hello. Or when we go shopping. We don't always go out with the right coat on when it's a blizzard out. Choices, choices, choices. Number seven. Choices, choices, choices. But there is a universal law called the universal law of attraction. It's magnetic. Bottom line, it says, we draw to ourselves our own kind. To put it more mundanely, birds of a feather flock together. Yeah. Those parents that you have asked to come into your life, to play a certain role in your face, and they're called imprinters. <coughs> Sorry. Getting all excited here. Our mirrors and a reflection, and here's the hard part. Our mirrors and reflection of a you that you were in previous incarnations they are showing you the you that you were so that in this incarnation using your free will taking your power (coughs) from humility and acceptance and choosing to be, to continue to be like what they are showing you 
the you that you were, or saying, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Not in this lifetime. And the pendulum goes to the other direction. And you're the total opposite. Choices, choices, choices. Those parents, those loved ones, those people who are impacting upon your life are a mirror of you. And it's such a hard thing a hard belief system, a hard concept for people to accept about themselves. I don't think so. I'm not cruel. I'm not lecherous. I'm not someone who blah, 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 blah. Not in this lifetime you're not. Good for you. You straightened up and flew right somewhere in between incarnations. But you still have some garbage to clean up. (coughs) I'm so sorry. I'm coughing here. I'm so sorry. That's all they are. So chill out. Just relax here. Forgiveness is a choice. I tell my people who are struggling with letting go mean letting go and under a full moon where we are now is such a perfect time full moons are perfect time to let go for pete's sake you're thumping around nobody else is caring about you but you're thumping around i had a college professor again one of those that drove me absolutely crazy with her philosophy in life and I guess there was something that came to her attention that there were all these women who were aggravating each other and angry at each other and this issue, whatever, whatever it was. And one day she said to all of us, you guys are all worked up over this and that and the other thing and about her, she and the That person could care less. That person's gone on its little merry way. It's living its life. I don't care about you. And you're all worked up, fussing over a situation that's over. Hello? Not the time, you know, was like one more of her little philosophical little idioms. But it's true. Life goes on. Life, what is wrong with us? Martyrs. Oh, oh, oh victim my father abandoned us or my father treated us cruelly or didn't this or this or whatever and my mother whatever I come from a relatively large family and I rarely talk about my own personal life even my best friends don't know much about my personal life because it's a non-issue that was then this is now I'm here now this is it, who I am now. Everything that I was in the past, and this is what I suggest that you think about it too. Everything that I have, I, Elizabeth, <clears throat> and you, whomever you are who's listening, you have gone through in the past, have brought you to this moment in time, have brought you here. You have grown through it. 
That's why in my last newsletter, I wrote about Barry Manilow. I know you're rolling your eyes, Barry Manilow. Well, personally, I love Barry Manilow, so don't start with me. But one day, I was thinking about some of the, so my last newsletter, so sign up for my newsletter. Go to ElizabethSummers.com on the right-hand side. It'll say yes, add me and whatever, and sign up for it because I'm always writing about this and that and the other thing. One day, for some reason, in quiet time, I was thinking about some of the things I did in my 30s and in my 40s, and I'm thinking, oh, my Lord, who could you have done that? And simultaneously on the radio came Barry Manilow singing that song, I Made It Through the Rain. I came out on the other side. And I want you to think of that. You've made it through the rain. Who you were, what you experienced, empowered you. If you choose that, or you can choose to be a victim and be a martyr, and all after all that I've done for him and her and this and that and the other thing, the choice is yours. But I'm asking you, be a victor. Be someone who says, I made it through the rain. I made it through the rain. I'm not bitter. I'm not controlling. I'm not expecting other people to be what I think they should be, number nine, I have my values. I expect them to walk in the uh, to the beat of my drum. There's a formula that I have in esoteric numerology called challenges. There are four sections in a lifetime where I apply this formula to a person's lifetime. And I'm generally speaking, I'm able to tell them what issue they're working on in that moment of time in their lives. <clears throat> and one of them, the challenge of a number six that says, I expect everybody to do what I think that they should be doing. And my question is, and who are you? Who are you? They're not going to give their power to you. They'll most likely walk away from you. You are responsible for you. Take it from me as a medium who chats with a lot of spirits on the other side who are telling me a whole bunch of stuff about how it is on the other side. That they don't give a hoot and holler about you and you and you and you. They must take responsibility, number six, for themselves and the choices that they made in their human incarnation. And they work from there. And when you go into spirit, you want a smile on your face. You want to know that you did, in conscience, the best that you could. You realize that all are souls. Some Choose behaviors according to their game plan, their life plan, 
That's not exactly stiffy doodle, according to our values. But you know, one way of looking at it is this, that they did the best they could with what they had to work with. Not everybody comes into human life with the same toolbox. Your birth certificate name to me tells me about the tools, the past life experiences that you have accrued as a human that are buried in your subconscious that you are bringing into this lifetime to work with. And I'll tell you, from doing this work since 1988, and it's all I do to help my people, there are some precious little souls that are coming into this lifetime with half of their toolbox missing. Their hands are tied behind their back. My heart goes out to them. Because being a human and human experiences driven by ego, ego is not a bad thing, but it is an intellectual thing and most of us run on our intellect that's counterbalanced by the emotions. And then just think of a craftsman toolbox. And my precious little beings who are coming in here as souls with their craftsman toolbox of memories of how to be a human being in other lifetimes, from other lifetimes, they don't have hammers, metaphorically speaking. Their hammers are missing, the screwdrivers are missing, the this is They're missing. Well, bless their hearts. This is an uphill climb. Now, some are coming in with pretty powerful, pretty powerful. They got all the tools that they need to work with, and they're coming in here. They're going to build houses. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But everybody has something. Everybody has something. And so I try to help them understand their something. To focus on. Other things, bring it on, been there, done that, know how to do that. We're not going to get crazy about it. Let go. Number nine. Let go for your sake. I tell you that so souls that are in the spirit world, they do not care. They only care about their own now spiritual growth. If you've had a bad marriage, what did you learn from that? Did you learn to take your power? Did you learn to stand on your own two feet? Did you learn to handle your own money? Did you learn that you have value? There is no, no. There is only K-N-O-W-N-O. And so, what are the benefits? We always like to talk about benefits. What are the benefits 
a forgiving someone. Forgiving them doesn't make you say, I agree with what you've done. Forget it. That's not the issue. You don't have to agree with what they've done. They did what they did because of their free will, their choices, they'll take the consequences. You're not going to take the consequences only for your choices, only for your behaviors. Yours, yours, yours. Not theirs, theirs, theirs. So stop telling them what you think that they should have, would have, could have. Forget that. Doesn't count, doesn't count. I want you to focus on you. I want you to be selfish. It's not a bad thing. And sometimes it's the only way we can survive in any given moment of time. And so when you let go of grudges and you let go of bitterness, this is what's going to lead you to happiness. It's like taking off 4 million pounds on your fat body. It's getting that elephant off your chest that we see in that can't breathe, can't breathe commercial that's going on there. Get rid of that elephant that's sitting on you. Lighten up. Get on with your life. Find your joy. Mother, Father, God is full of joy. This is why you're here, to be in joy, to be in peace, to have contentment, like whatever. I tell my people I want them to be California Valley girls, like whatever. Cut that attitude. Whatever. Okay, fine. You say, yeah, it's easy for you. Trust me, folks. If you knew the path that I have walked, you would not say it was easy for Elizabeth. But I had choices to make. And I will not give my power away to darkness, to negativity. My power is a divine power. And I choose to be in lightness and in joy and in happiness and in positivity and in good health as a consequence. So when you choose forgiveness, you will find that you draw to yourself healthier relationships, balanced relationships. You will absolutely have greater spiritual and psychological well-being. You'll be a happy camper. Okay, fine. Valley girl, hello, like whatever. Let's move along here. What is this? Be very zen. What is this? A goose is a goose. My sister told me that years ago when we were like bitching about our mother who was not the most spiffy doodle mother. She philosophically said, well, Elizabeth, a goose is a goose. She is who she is. We were trying to make her into a swan. She's a goose. That's the way it is. My role was to except the fact that she was a goose, and I happen to be a swan. Thank you very much. You will find when you practice forgiveness, there'll be less anxiety, less stress, less anger, less hostility. Like whatever, a goose is a goose. You will have lower blood pressure. 
there will be fewer symptoms of depression. I've talked to you about depression. Depression is pressing down. DE is down. Precious depression. ION is active. Active pressing down feelings. Let her rip. Write it down. Write down how you feel. Write down with pencil or whatever. Look at that person's picture. Tell them exactly how you feel. And you don't mince words. And you don't put periods. And you put exclamation points. And you write it and you write it. And then I, what I want you to do is get out uh, the uh, candle or some sort of and you burn that paper. Burn it. And take it out into the grass, into the yard, into the dirt, and give it back to Mother Earth. Bury it. Let her rip. Burn it. You will find you'll have a stronger immune system when you let go. Knock it off, folks. You're only hurting yourself. You will find that you don't have heart problems. People who have heart attacks and heart problems and whatever are pressing their anger and their emotions into their heart energy, their heart chakra. And the most wonderful thing is you will have higher self-esteem. I am somebody. I made it through the storm. And so, therefore, go to my website, elizabethsummers.com. Magical world of numbers. I have the same information on both. Let me do a reading for you. Let me help you. Let me clarify you. This work is so ancient and so powerful. It is not about Elizabeth. It is about, it is about you. My love for you in doing the work that I do for you. And so, know that I send you God's white light and his peace and his harmony. I wish you all good things. Let go of the past. Forgive those that have trampled on your heart. And know that I wish you all good things. And thank you so much for visiting with me one more time in the magical world of numbers.